Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do you say that the Son of Man is? And they replied, Some say John the Baptist, other Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but God has revealed this. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to, disciples to tell one, no one that he was the Christ. This is the good news of the Christ. Uh, scripture scholarship has determined over the years uh, that this saying, this, this reading, was inserted years after the death of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus. This was not original. This was inserted so that as the people in that time came to understand that Jesus was more than just a rabbi and a prophet, and they said that. Some say you're a rabbi, some say you're a prophet, some say you're Elijah. When he died, the common belief of the people, of his followers, that he was a great rabbi with deep teaching. Um, and, and it took about 50, 60 years for the evolution of understanding to be that he was actually more than that. But it took some time. And then this was inserted into the scriptures to maintain the, the flow of belief. But it, it speaks to us, doesn't it? When we first get that hint of something greater than just ourselves, doesn't it take a while to come to realize that, ooh, there is something deeper than ourselves? You know, ooh, there's something moving in my life that is more than me. Ooh, it's not just coincidence that are happening. It's not just good luck. It's not just being in the right place at the right time. There is a movement of spirit within me that is bringing me into alignment with who and what I'm called to be. And that takes some time sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's like in a flash, like, you know, the road to Damascus. But even then it took, it took Paul a little time to finally grapple with what it is that is moving him in the direction that he is called to move in. So it's okay that this was inserted later on. It's all right. It doesn't mean it's not true or it's not based in, in their understanding. It just means it took a while for the people of that time to come to realize that this was the Christ. And the whole concept of what the Christ is there's no reference in the Old Testament of what Christ is. There's no reference. The references to God are one that God is unnameable, without gender, and resides in the Holy of Holies in the temple in Jerusalem. Wow, have we come to a, a broader understanding of, of the divine, haven't we? Uh, yeah. And now we're even recognizing that that divine oomph, that spirit of God, is not just confined to the Christian faith, 
but is, but is limitless. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Nothing came into being that did not first come through that Word. And what is that Word? It's that Christ consciousness, that Christ awareness, and everything that Christ implies. Old Testament believers didn't have that concept. And it took about 60 years, 50, 60 years, after Jesus died and was raised again, for that awareness to seep into this new way of thinking, a new way of believing, a new way of understanding how the divine works in our lives. So that we didn't have to go to Jerusalem, to the temple, and sacrifice God knows what to get in touch with God. And even taking that another step, we didn't have to go to Father, and I say that deliberately, we didn't have to go to Father for the answers. What we're learning, Jesus taught us, the Holy Spirit is within us and is our teacher. Is our teacher. And so when, when like when Joan was talking about the butterflies, I said, what did you feel? What was in your heart? So that was Gene. Yes. That's how God works with us. You know, we don't have to go running off to some guru somewhere. Or or you know, the way we were brought up as Catholics, or some of y'all, I wasn't Catholic until I was 30. We didn't have to run off to father, or to sister, or, you know, whatever. That awareness, that awareness. When we were out, I'll use it, on the beach watching the sunset, and the glory of God in those sunsets, therein was a teaching. We didn't have to pick up a book about it. It was there. And it taught what? Our heart. When you got up this morning and saw the clarity of the mountain, you didn't have to go to a book to get that information. It spoke directly to your heart. The book is good, but it's the movement of spirit within us that will absolutely not fail. Because therein is the Spirit of God. Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? Who do the people out there say that the Son of Man is today? We can come up with all kinds of interpretations, can't we? There's a big, com com uh, there's a big conflict right now in the evangelical movement. Because what Jesus says he is is contrary to what some of the pastors are saying. And that's creating quite a dialogue, a necessary dialogue. It's not bad. It's not wrong. It's necessary. We are in a time when we have to dig and delve and seek and search and find. We're in that moment today. And it's a beautiful moment. Don't let anybody tell us that it's not. Well, it's the end times. Who said? Who said? Preface that, but what did Jesus say about that? No one knows. Not even me. No one knows the time of that awakening. No one knows. But yet we can build fear into the things that we believe in, the things that we are looking at. 
We can bring fear into that. And there's no need to. Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? Well, he's this, he's that, she's there. Blah, blah, blah. Who do you say? What does your heart tell you is the Son of God? Or that incarnation of incredible, incredible, unlimited love and compassion? Who do, who do we say Jesus is to us? And how do we allow... When we come up with that, how do we allow that to inform us and move us and bring us into the very aspect of being one with that which we are defining? If we define the Son of God as ultimate love and compassion, we are that because we have that within us. If we define the Son of God as, as somebody that's going to show up with a Bible and a flag and make everything great again, we are that also. We are that also. Whatever we loose into the world will be there. So what the challenge is, who do you say that I am? If we say Christ, if we say that Jesus was Son of God is the Christ consciousness in the world today is that second coming that is emerging and is limitless love and compassion that's who we are you are the Christ the son of the living God Jesus said to him and replied blessed are you for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but God has revealed through the Holy Spirit.